0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Bolo, DeMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We got another mock draft for the people today. It's mock 5.0. Yeah, I mean, oh, two, yeah. two
1: weeks out about, this is our second to last mock. It's getting close, fellas. It's getting fucking close.
2: Uh, I'm excited. Nothing gets your boys torqued more than a nice, old-fashioned mock draft. As Jets fans, of course, this is where we uh, make our money. This is our Super Bowl. So uh, excited to go over the mock draft, talk about the fantasies, especially especially your boy talking about fantasy fantasy worlds, as Ray would like to put it, considering I like to play video games. He, he says I like to live there. And in terms of mock drafts, he's fucking spot on.
0: Yeah, this has definitely been our Super Bowl until we win the Super Bowl in 2024.
2: 2020. Rogers. 2023 Damn. season,
0: but yes, 2024, February. Sure. All right, fellas, let's get into it. The order for this mock will be Ray, myself, and then Dean. So, Ray, you're taking us out here. You got Carolina with the number one overall pick. Where are they going?
1: Yeah, I'm finally pumped up. I finally got the uh, opportunity to go one and get, those, get the Jets and get number one. I'm going to change up a little bit. I'm going Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers right here. I feel like there's been a lot of C.J. Stroud rumors. He was the heavy favorite once that trade was made. Actually, as of today, I think Bryce Young is the slight favorite. I saw he was minus 120 on some books, so it's all over the place. No one really seems to have a real consensus, but yeah. I think Bryce Young, just for a nice little change of pace, it makes a little sense just because he's the best. I think he's a lot of people's number one quarterback. He's What he did at Alabama with that limited supporting cast. I think will translate to Carolina. I get, they have a nice up-and-coming young offensive line, too, to help keep him protected, so... It makes a lot of sense. They can run the ball, too, which will help take some pressure off him. So, uh, number one, Bryce Young. Nice.
0: Right, so, Bryce going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. I'm on the clock here with the Houston Texans at number two. I got them taking C.J. Stroud. think it's going to be a leftover of either Stroud or Bryce Young. With Young going one, I'm taking Stroud at two. Uh, I think Stroud actually fits this, this Shanahan wide zone system that they're bringing over from San Francisco really well they got a growing offensive line they locked up laramie tunzel so I like the fit here they couldn't get there. i think they really want bryce to fall to them at two think that's a the fit they really want but stroud is no slouch either so cj stroud going number two to the youth.
1: i love the uh the, the a lot of conjecture that they that the texans may balk on stroud just because of his agent and him sharing an agent with deshaun watson I feel, so that's ridiculous. Over, I feel like it's a little overplayed but I'd uh, be curious. It'd be funny as hell to see this, the Texans uh, shank that one just over a dispute with an agent.
0: I just don't think you can do business that uh, way. It's that two different people. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. All right, Dino, you are on the clock here at three with the Arizona Cardinals. It's been a big topic of conversation today around the NFL. A lot of teams calling Arizona to see if they are willing to trade that pick.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. I, I guess I'll start from the jump. You know, I feel like the past few mocks. I if I'm I'm not mistaken. We've traded out with them, so we. Uh, I, I wanted to keep it a little bit different, even though I find it to be very unlikely. Just like you said, you know, the reports are that right now six teams have been actively reaching out for that for that number three pick to get up there and posture for. You know, obviously you have to assume one of the quarterbacks, whether it be AR, whether it be Will Levis, or who knows? Maybe there's a shakeup in the one two spot that we don't foresee. But uh, I think this probably has like a 20% chance of being actually utilized pick wise by the cards. And if it is, I I feel like it has to be because they're obsessed with, which has been the predominant chalk pick for them throughout the most, throughout most of this draft process. And that's going to be Will Anderson uh, out of obviously Alabama, the edge rusher. It just makes way too much sense and there's a team that just had J.J. Watt retire, who was actually a solid, really, really solid piece for them and will leave a void pass rushing wise. And it is just best player available and makes a ton of sense to to really kind of uh, bolster this defense. And
0: Yeah, and- I, you, you mentioned that 20 percent that, that they keep the pick at three. I tend to agree. I think that's pretty good assumption, right? You think that that's about the percentage that you would give it? Uh,
1: i don't know i mean it's just i feel like if it, if i'm in the GM seat, i'm trading this pick any any day of the week but mm-hmm. there has been some like conjecture some rumors that they maybe like with this uh this new regime's first draft they just want to take a home they want to hit they need to hit um, a player so maybe they do take will anderson he's got the high that high floor and he's got elite production in alabama so i think 20 is about right but who the fuck knows when it comes to the draft, man? Nothing like happens.
2: A, I like that, Ray. Nothing like a little money ball, a little bit of a Jonah Hill money ball. Just, just get on base. Who cares about home runs? Just, just get a hit. Just get a single. He's been in fancy baseball for about a week and a half. He's a baseball guy now. <laughs> Dude, I, love, I it. love talking
0: Diamond. Diamond talk <laughs> is my new thing. It's my new passion. Yeah. It, it's
2: it's,
0: <laughs> it's going to be interesting because, obviously, a lot of teams are calling up to see if they're willing to trade that. But it does take two to tango and, like, uh, the Cardinals have really got to be in love with the offers that they're getting because mm-hmm. in and this you, draft, what we've seen with this premium talent, maybe outside of the top six, maybe they don't want to move out of that spot and they're getting a premium player of Will Anderson or or Jalen Carter or somebody of that caliber. So going to be really interesting to see what you, they
2: do. And I kind of just want to bring up a little bit of alternate universe here. There's a, there is a shot that maybe Seattle at five, Detroit at six. They're kind of in the same semi ballpark where one's got Geno, one's got Goff. We've been, you know, possibly thinking of them getting aggressive for a quarterback or grabbing a quarterback. They might not even, they might think they're one or two pieces away in a year or two because they had, a, they both have very competent teams that overperformed last year, have good chance of being playoff teams this year. Maybe they're a piece or two away. Maybe they're not talking. Maybe Indy knows that and maybe they don't want to fall too back into the back of the you know the 9 10 you know later area where they're not going to get the guaranteed guy like a Will Anderson. So uh, honestly, I think 20% is pretty spot on. I feel like you also have to think about it like this, like the what Arizona gets
1: has to tempt them out of trading uh has to tempt them to trade out and give up on that premium pick, yeah. but also the team that's making the trade, they're trading for the third quarterback in the draft too. So they would have to give up the premium like picks to get the third best quarterback where some teams may not be wanting to do that you know the, the price just may not they may not be able to come to agreement
2: indy Absolutely. could like both ar and will yeah and and they're like nah, we'll sit here takes two okay. to
1: tango takes two to tango say. for
2: sure it's not it's not yeah but i would say still very 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 likely that this is not used by the cardinals number three overall pick
0: Will Anderson goes number three to the Arizona Cardinals. Ray, you're back on the clock here at four with the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yeah, the Colts are an interesting one. I feel like for a long time I've been saying Will Levis I f- just makes so much sense to them just with, with what Ballard likes to do. A lot of Lamar rumors circling. I don't personally see it. I don't think the Ravens would uh, let him walk inside the conference. I think that if anything, Atlanta makes a lot more sense or the Commanders. Um, And then there's the AR. I think he's too intriguing, too. I think all the tools, that we all know Ballard loves tools. And just seeing what Steigen did with uh, Hertz and the mobility at quarterback, I think it's going to be a little too tempting for the Colts. So I'm going Anthony Richardson here.
0: Right. They're an an interesting team because their defense is really solid. Their offensive line wasn't great last year, but they do have some pieces. And they have weapons on the outside, and they have Jonathan Taylor. So – and also you want to take a Richardson who a lot of people are saying you're going to have to sit. They don't really have he a can bunch sit. of quarterbacks on the roster. They have with, Garner. They have Minshew, but um, it's going to be interesting because maybe they want a guy like Levis, who's maybe more ready to to be on the field than they want But
2: I feel like Sauce was about to talk shit about Minshew there, and I was going to say that's messed up.
0: Dude, do yeah. you know Minshew? Minshew's been my guy forever. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's, he's a beast. He's honest. I – Honestly, I think that's a really good signing because I think that does give them the opportunity to do what they would need to do. And which is, if they had AR, you'd have to imagine. I know it's a cliche, but you'd have to go do right by him. And he needs to sit. He would just need to. It's, it's, I mean, the tape just speaks for itself. He would need to definitely, for sure, take a, a backseat role for at least a year, possibly two if you can. I think for a year, I, th- I think it's doable
1: for a year. I think Gardner was running that offense for a little bit in Philly too, so there is some uh, similarity there and just some crossover. So I think uh, the fans won't like it, but it could be done.
2: I mean, we were at the game when he went <laughs> thirty for thirty-four or some shit, and had like it felt like fifty straight first downs on the uh, on the Jets defense that was starting to surge. So uh, I, he's definitely more than capable to be a serviceable starting quarterback in this league.
0: So, Indy going with Anthony Richardson, third quarterback, off the board. I'm on the clock here at number five with Seattle. I got them taking Jalen Carter. This is where the slide stops. This is a prime position. For Seattle, with all the quarterbacks going early, they got the best player in the draft. A very good organization to, for him to go to, to grow as a player and as a person. I think that front three of him, Draymond Jones uh, and Jaron Reed, is just a scary good D-line to add to that defense with uh with some budding talent in the secondary so jalen carter at five to seattle love it yeah Yeah, i think
1: i think i think carter's gonna um go higher than people think i think right now if i remember correctly i think it's over under seven and a half which is kind of outrageous i kind of want to take that immediately
0: yeah it's uh it's interesting because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with all of his interviews but I mean, like we keep like we keep saying with these premium guys in this draft, there's just not a lot of them, and he's one of them. So tape speaks for itself how good of a player this guy is. But going to be interesting to see where he falls. Seven and a half, I'd slam that.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I think I'm taking favorite. that. I'm taking that. After
0: we uh, log off of here, I may do it right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dean, you're on the clock
0: here at six with
2: the Detroit Lions. Yeah, fun one for sure. That this this was a team that was obviously just. Probably the most fun team in football all of last year. And obviously that's spearheaded by Dan Campbell, who's who's the fucking man. I, I don't You're think there's any me. I don't think there's anyone out there who wouldn't want this guy to be coaching them up. And uh we've we've definitely seen that come to fruition. So but that being said, even though this team is physical and they tried, you know, they really they worked their ass off of their coaches and their coaching staff, this defense was still the 29th best defense in, or worst, I mean, however you want to say. It. They were brutal, brutal, brutal defense in this league last year, and that's going to be something that they need to shore up. They got Cam Sutton. You still got some hope for Cuda, You got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So that, I think, gives you the flexibility to not have to go a Devon Witherspoon here or, or, a, or a Christian Gonzalez and instead get the guy who's just going to be an out-the-gate Dan Campbell guy. There's no way, and that's going to be Tyree Wilson, edge out of uh, out of Texas Tech. He's just an absolute beast. He progressed every single year he was in college. When he was a, when he was playing early on in his in his college career, he just looked like a guy who didn't know how to play technically in the game at all. He was just a big guy, big, fast, and talented, and could just move guys. But you've seen him start to technically put it together. He's more he's he's more sound and. This is going to be a D-line coach that is going to coach him up big time and make it a scary, scary, scary edge committee with Houston, Hutchinson, and Tyree Wilson.
1: Nice. Like it. Yeah, I love the Tyree Wilson fit in, Denver, in Detroit, rather. It's, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: All right. So, Tyree Wilson off the board at six to the Detroit Lions. Seven is Las Vegas. Ray, you're back on the clock here.
1: Yeah, so I've gone two quarterbacks already with my first two picks, and uh, the Raiders have been a common QB spot. But with Will Levis on the board, I, I just feel like this team's gonna you know, just let it roll with Jimmy G. I think they want to win now. I think McDaniels maybe a little gun shy with taking the fourth quarterback and just just rushing it. I think he's no know- he knows how that ends with him in his history with Denver and whatnot. And this this is a team that a uh, front office rather that loves to build back to front. Dave Ziegler coming from. The Pats obviously, and this team, this team's defense was absolutely abysmal. Uh, most points allowed, fourth most passing yards allowed, third fewest sacks, uh, fewest picks. I think they've invested pretty heavily in the front already. They has Chandler Jones, who's been disappoint a little bit disappointing. Max Crosby's a top five edge rusher in the league, in my opinion. So I think they need some help on the back end. So I'm going to give him Devin Witherspoon, someone who can be a culture guy on the back end. I think just elevate everyone around him with just the intensity he brings. So I think it makes a lot of sense. He can play man coverage. I think he has inside-outside versatility too. So I think it's a really nice chess piece for them on the back end.
2: I couldn't agree more, Ray. I I think that people, and I get it, it's easy to say that a certain quarterback cannot bring you to the promised land. I, I just think it's an overstated cliche in my opinion. You know, he obviously got to the promised land with the 49ers. Much, much better squad and a unbelievable defense. But that offense had the same propensity to run the football as this offense does here. And Jimmy G's only 31 years old. He's he's battled with injuries off and on. I mean, obviously, I kind of agree that I don't really see him bringing a, a team that doesn't have an all-world defense like the 49ers did when he went but, I mean, I, the fourth quarterback is is saying a lot. And I think that if three are off, I don't think they're grabbing the fourth.
0: Right. So Ray's got Devon Witherspoon headed to Las Vegas. I'm on the clock here at pick eight with the Atlanta Falcons. Another possible landing spot for Will Levis, but they are also a little gun shy here taking the fourth quarterback. I got them taking Lucas Van Ness. Might be a little early for Van Ness, but he has so much upside. He can play in line. He can play in this outside linebacker in this 3-4 front. Um, Falcons only had 21 sacks last year, second lowest in the league. So they need some juice off the edge, and they get it in the form of Lucas Van Ness. Lucas Van Ness here at 8 to Atlanta.
1: I like that. They need some edge rush help badly, like you said. Um, And I don't see them taking a quarterback here either. I know there will be a lot of pressure on them to do so, but I just don't think it makes sense for them to rush it. Give Ritter a year.
0: Right. All right, know you're back on the clock here at pick nine with the Chicago Bears.
2: Yeah, there's a home run running up to the, the podium pick. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they, the, the Bears moved from one to eight. That showed a clear, clear message that Fields is their guy. Now, just get him some goddamn protect, protection and have him not running around with a, with a chicken without its head. Give him an actual chance to show that he has the ability to be a, a pocket quarterback or a quarterback that can throw. He showed it a good amount of the time when he was a Buckeye, he's had zero opportunity to do it in the NFL. So, uh, you know, you got to get, and not going to get better than getting Peter Skronsky, by the way, I don't even think I announced the pick out of Northwestern. And he's just the best, the best lineman in this draft and um, tackle. Number one.
0: Nice,
1: yes. like it. They need yeah. some op- I, I honestly I don't think I think they really like um what's his name who's playing left tackle for them the rookie from uh, Bra- Braxton Jones. Yeah, they really like him. So I think Skaronski gives they can have him and Tevin Jenkins play inside if they really want to. It gives yeah. them a lot of versatility
0: on that line. Yeah, I think right now Tevin Jenkins is slated to play right tackle again. I think they brought in uh, brought in Nate Davis over from Tennessee as as an interior player. So. Skaronsky gives you some versatility on the outside. Tevin Jenkins also does as well, but played a lot better in the interior last year. So Dean's got Peter Skoronsky going off the board at nine to Chicago. Ray, you are on the clock here with the first of two picks for the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah. This is one of the main reasons why I was pumped to have one. I was able to get the first pick. I was able to have the jets and I wanted to pick for the Eagles here at 10 because you guys need a real man to step up and make this pick. Cause you guys have a pussy putting around, uh, I know conventional wisdom says that they're going to take a big guy here either on the offensive or defensive line. I think defensive line and edge in particular is very deep class. They can wait for their second, first round pick. And on offensive line, I think Jason Kelsey coming back kind of opens it. Like they don't really have a, a starting spot on the offensive <laughs> line right now. I don't think they're going to take the number, uh, use number 10 pick to get depth that offensive line. I don't think it just doesn't make sense. So I'm going with something that helps them win right now. Take this offense over the edge. I'm going B. Sean. Uh, I know they haven't taken a running back in the first round since, I think, 1986. I know they're heavily analytics, and analytics are completely against that. But I heard – I can't remember what podcast it was on, but someone was saying, like, the whole point of analytics is is to try to get an edge with, like, the trends in the league. And with the trend being that running backs just not a first-round pick anymore, I think the the real analytic, the real analytical move here is just take the best player, take him, take the running back, and get this offense to go over the edge. Rashad Penny was signed on a one-year deal for, like, a million dollars. Who gives a fuck? He can he can get cut before uh, <laughs> for, uh before preseason ends. Who cares? Um, I think this just this makes that backfield in particular so dynamic with Hertz and him to go along with that wide receiver core. So run we've it in. Been,
2: we've been saying it all draft process long for all five mock drafts. This is virtually a luxury pick for them. They are so stacked, and this is especially a luxury pick now that they were able to lock down Slay and Bradbury. Uh, which we, you know we thought that maybe the pick the need need wise would be a cornerback. So I love this pick. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun too, and I I don't I see it being a possibility for sure.
1: I, and also in my defense, I did try trading down. I actually had a, a deal made in principle, and the team reneged because he's a, it doesn't do business in a fair, amount, honorable way. So I <laughs> just want to say that that.
2: <laughs> oh, but shit. I
0: could get my guy, and I did get my guy. Um, but I, I really love this pick for Bijan here. Like you said, the offensive line is kind of set at this point, And they have guys waiting in the wing to replace a um, uh, Jason Kelsey and, and moving forward. And, and this is a win now pick. This NFC is pretty brutal, to be honest. And the Eagles can own this conference along with the San Francisco 49ers for the next couple of years. So I love this This is an impact player right away. So let's go through the top 10 really quickly before we move on. Carolina at number one took Bryce Young. Houston at two took CJ Stroud. Arizona at three took Will Anderson. Four was the Indianapolis Colts. They took Anthony Richardson. Five was Seattle. They took Jalen Carter. Six was Detroit. With their first of two picks, they took Tyree Wilson. Seven was Las Vegas. They took Devon Witherspoon. Eight was the Atlanta Falcons. They took Lucas Van Ness. Uh, nine was Chicago. They took first offensive lineman Peter Skaronski, and ten the Philadelphia Eagles took Bijan Robinson. I'm back on the clock here at pick eleven, and this is where the slide ends for Will Levis with the Tennessee Titans. I think they got to be so pumped up that Will Levis fell to them at eleven. They didn't have to move up, and I think they got their quarterback of the future here at eleven. Tannehill will definitely be a topic of discussion, but I think they can save eighteen million by cutting him prior to June 1. So he may be cut when they make this move. They took Malik Willis last year, but this does not stop them from drafting somebody else. I don't think he played great last year, and I think Levis and, and Malik Willis can compete. I think Levis probably wins that job, and he's the quarterback moving forward.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think it's a different a different look from what we've seen uh, lately too. Uh, and I, for my opinion, I would have loved for Minnesota to move up to 10 to go get him. I think the Minnesota – uh, and just that offensive, that whole offensive staff, and just connections make a lot of sense for Levis too. That's some, That's a team that I am really uh, eyeing to see if they move up, and I may throw a little sprinkle on him going there.
0: Yeah, can I uh, can I talk about Minnesota real quick? Because I also own Minnesota in this draft. Uh, this yeah. was a th- this was a team that I was likely trying to move up to pick ten with the Philadelphia Eagles, but. I think, like I said, this NFC is pretty brutal right now, and they just came off a great year. I don't think they're there yet necessarily, but using a, a first-round pick on a quarterback that's not going to play this year when they have a chance to compete for an NFC championship this year, I think they hold off and maybe wait next year to maybe look for their future guy. So that's kind of where I held out.
1: I think that's a fair that's a fair assumption too. Right.
0: Um, So, Dean, you're on the clock here with Houston's second pick at pick number 12.
2: Yeah, this pick, uh, I could see – one, I could definitely see this happening uh, at a pretty high chance, especially if the board fell like this. And and it's going to be Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia. Absolutely just explosive, explosive, slightly undersized edge. Uh, You know, they were able to retain Tunzel for their incoming rookie quarterback. That crosses off tackle off the list. And in a Madden franchise world, this pick is JSN to, you know, pair together or bridge together. CJ Stroud, with which they grabbed at two. I apologize. Had to look away quick. Uh, with, you know, obviously JSN. Obviously, they're, they are college teammates. But honestly, this is too rich in my opinion. And I do not think JSN will go this high. Uh, let's not forget, D'Amico is a defensive-minded head coach. And who is going from the best defense in the league, obviously, over at 49ers in San Fran to the worst, which is now the Texans. They got to get some guys in the back end of this defense, but desperately need to tr- need to get trench guys. And Nolan Smith has a lot of potential to be the Bosa-like guy and demand the attention on passing downs. And he can, in my opinion, get molded into a 3-4 a down edge guy. So, uh, if for that reason, I, I took Nolan Smith at twelve okay, over JSN.
0: Right. What do you think about the pick here?
1: <laughs> Not a fan. I see it a lot. Uh, I don't think Nolan yeah. Smith makes I sense. Like, I, feel like this was, I feel like this.
2: I feel like this one's a little different.
1: I feel like I see it a lot places. I feel like uh, I feel like the Nolan Smith. Everyone likes sucking him off now. Uh, I the boy do was like... doing that before anyone. You were. Okay. A, yeah. Yeah. I like the um, I like him as a player. I just don't know how he fits in this scheme. I think that he needs to be stand up. I think he needs to be used in multiple ways. He's just he's just too small. I don't think he can. I don't, I don't see him being able to play as a down lineman uh, full time in the NFL right
2: now. I mean, when when he when he weighed in, he weighed in you know a fair bit amount more than than he was originally listed at. Maybe he's still putting it on putting on some poundage to that frame for him. Hopefully, he is. And uh, I, I just feel like D'Amico Ryan's here would. Uh, I feel like this would be the right spot for him to go, even though schematically it might not be – it might not look like it's the best fit. But he, he likes to do some odd fronts and, and get a little bit uh risque. So I, I could see it. Nolan
0: Smith going 12 to Houston. Uh, Ray, you're on the clock here at pick 13 with the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, I finally got my Jets pick. Um, So I, I was really – I really wanted to do some funky shit with the Jets here just based on uh how – based on what everyone else has been doing going – like for them previously the tackles being there paris johnson in particular really tempted me but i wanted to stay true i think with when we get aaron Rodgers, whether it's first two seconds this year or even a second this year a second next year that could become a first they need some flexibility so I'm, I'm moving down here i think the tackle need is a little overblown even though it's we could definitely use it i think it's slightly overblown so i think trading down gives them flexibility especially for what we get, so I'm I'm right here. I'm going to trade down to 23, 23 with the Vikings, and I'm going to get mm-hmm. 23, uh, 119 this year, which is a fourth, and then a second next year. So I think it just gives them a little flexibility to get more capital next year, so we have a full arsenal. And if Rogers is a one and done, which is a very very real possibility, uh, give them some uh, flexibility to be, to be able to move up in the draft next year. So that's that's my thinking there. Right, Sauce okay. is going to make the pick for Minnesota.
0: Yeah, so so I'm Minnesota, and I was talking about not moving up for Will Levis, but I will move up here for Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I think this slide needed to move – a team needed to move up for Christian Gonzalez. He's too talented of a player. He's a top-six player for me. And I think they move ahead of New England, Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, three teams that all need corners, uh, desperate area of need for Minnesota, and they get, I think, the best corner. In this class at thirteen, and a little bit of a slide, and a player that helps them right now to go and win the NFC. So I got Christian Gonzalez going here thirteen to Minnesota.
1: I like the fit for him there too, and I feel like especially with the Patriots uh, on deck, he wasn't making it past them, right
0: for sure, without a doubt.
1: All right, so I'm back. back
0: back. Yeah, so I'm back on the clock here at fourteen with New England. Like we said, I got them taking Paris Johnson Jr. second offensive lineman off the board. Cornerback, wide receiver, definitely a need for this team, but Paris Johnson is too good. A plug and play tackle immediately. They signed Riley Reese, but he is not the answer at tackle. He's 34 right now. Uh Johnson gives them a ton of versatility to play guard, even though both those guard spots are are pretty much solidified. But if you need to play guard in a pinch, he can get you there. And I think he'll probably play uh play right tackle for them moving forward. So got Paris Johnson Jr. going fourteen to New England.
2: Nice. All right, I'm up. All right, fellas.
0: Uh, Dino, you are back on the clock at pick 15 with the Green Bay Packers.
2: Yeah, I like this one. This one's fun. Uh, Number 15, the Packers. I have them taking Dalton Kincaid, tight end number one in this mock draft from Utah. Go Utes. Yeah, the Packers are going to need to do a much, much better job surrounding Jordan Love with talent, especially pass catching wise than they did for Rodgers in recent memory. And with Bobby Tunyon gone, Josiah DeGuara is just not going to cut it at all. Uh, they could go Darnell right here at a Tennessee tackle, but would love to see them get the best security blanket in this draft by a long shot. And someone I've been saying for a while is going to be a difference maker from the tight end position from day one in the NFL. I do firmly believe that. I'm willing to stake everything on it. Everything, right? Yeah, I think he's really interesting,
0: especially in this spot, because I think of the top three tight ends, he is clearly the worst blocker. And in this scheme, you need to block. And I think Bob Tunyon kind of got phased out of this offense because of it. Obviously, he is not the wide receiver that Dalton Kincaid is. But I'd be really curious to see this bit actually come to fruition. Right. What do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to finally start giving their quarterback first-round playmakers. I just don't think it's in their nature. I think that they'd probably go edge here or someone on the defensive side of the ball. It just seems just based on their past. I think that's just all we can expect them to do.
2: Heard, right. Yeah, and that, that would be a good pick considering Preston's getting older and – uh you know Miles Murphy could be the pick here, Lucas Van Ness. I could totally see it. It makes sense, especially with guys with traits they love getting guys with with a ton of potential like that. We saw Sean Gary, and it obviously panned out. But I, I really do, and I get this. I, I get what you mean, scheme wise, Sauce. But I, I think that this guy will just be used as, as just a big slot who's who's doing a lot of chipping, and and we and I feel like we've seen them in recent memory, use tight ends that way quite a bit. I, I don't know the stat percentages, and I know that they like them to be blocking, but they, they need to be they, – they need to change some things up. They, they don't have an all-world quarterback anymore. With Jordan Love, I think that this would be the year, and it would be funny to see how pissed Aaron Rodgers would get. Uh, that's only – that honestly, back. that's
1: really the only thing that would make me think it's possible just because the, this breakup is so be like, up. yeah, dude,
2: and you know that this bad blood, and you know they're doing like – yeah, I, hey – Anything's possible. I, I I think that this could be the pick, but I agree. Edge is definitely in play uh, as as well as tackle.
0: Right. right. You're on the clock here at pick 16 with the Washington Commanders.
1: Yeah, so with the Commanders, I'm going uh, Joey Porter Jr. right ahead of the Steelers. Uh, right. I feel like in previous mocks, I wanted to go off at the line here, but they kind of addressed that with the signings of Wiley and Nick Gates. They really need some help on the back end of that D that the front seven of that defense is pretty, pretty solid and they've invested heavy in it, but the back end's just been lacking. I think this gives, gives them a nice long press cornerback who can do some different things for them. So really help beef up this
0: D. Yeah. I Like this pick makes a lot of sense. They need desperate. Dude, help com- from the command- back end.
1: If commanders, if somehow, if Sam Howell can hit, man, this commander's roster is pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting. Surprisingly, team. it's a weird
1: it's a weird team, but it's like a very weird like, team. Like that front that front that defensive line in particular is just disgusting. Right.
0: All right, I'm back on the clock here pick 17 the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was really eyeing Joey Porter Jr. for a, a little homecoming for his dad, but I got them going offensive line. I got them taking Broderick Jones. I think Mike Tomlin is going to absolutely absolutely love his mauler style of play. Massive upgrade at either tackle spot. This team really struggled to run the ball efficiently. They finished bottom 10 in yards per carry. So, Broderick Jones here, a pretty slam dunk pick, in my opinion, honestly.
2: That's a steal at 17. Yeah, that's a, that's a big – Tomlin's amp for that pick. He's fucking fist bumping hard. Yeah, that's a big pick for them. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, no, and actually big. The The person's huge. It's a big he, huge He pick. is huge. It's a huge, huge person pick. Um, I, <laughs> I can't I – when when Ray said that DeWan Jones was was a vending machine with limbs, I actually can't. I just think of that every time I think of big people. All right, my bad. So at eighteen, we got we got the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm gonna be making this pick, but I saw a perfect opportunity here, and I think the Bills will as well if this is how how this shakes up. Obviously, you still have uh, all the wide receivers out there, and the Bills need a guy they could put on the inside and just be a dynamic ankle-snapping fucking uh, slot. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Uh, and uh, you, you can't look no further than to get Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's still on the board. So I'm having Bills trade up from 28 to 18, and they're giving the 59th overall pick this year to move up 10 spots. Uh, a bit of an overpay, but I feel like one that they would – gladly pay up to get jackson smith and jig but a lot of people's wide receiver one this year Uh, like i just said it's a dream scenario and even though he's not my wide receiver number one for the bills uh, i he's undoubtedly the best team fit him in the slot with Diggs and davis on the outside is just going to be a dream setup for josh allen trying to make a 2023 mvp push
0: i like it Ray. what do you think about the move up for buffalo I think it makes sense.
2: I think that
1: they need I think the just the trend in the NFL, they just firepower, more firepower. And we've seen that their uh targets other than Stephon Diggs have kind of been lacking. So I think that there's a lot of talk that they may go running back here, like a Bijan if he's sliding. I personally don't see that. I they've invested they've invested a lot of draft assets. I mean, they've been like day two or day three, but in the running back position, I just don't see them doing that. But I think wide receiver makes a lot of sense.
0: All right, Ray, you are back on the clock here. Pick 19 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, so with the Bucs, uh, I'm going with one of my guys, uh, Darnell Wright. A lot of talk. I don't know how true it is that Tristan Wirfs, they're going to kick him over to the left tackle. He's been one of the best right tackles in the game, so there's really nothing that you would think that w- he can't do it. No reason to think he can't. And Darnell Wright, he can play, I think he's going to be a plug-and-play right tackle and be one of the better ones in the league for a long time. I'm a big fan of him. I've been – Praising him for a while now, I personally don't even think he makes it here. But you get the you get some offensive line help in a, in a rebuild for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which it's going to be a little bit, I think, for them. And uh, yeah, he can play as a little bit guard too, I think. But I think his homes would be right tackle for the long haul.
0: Yeah, they're a really interesting team too because I think they're set up really nicely in a lot of areas on this roster. It's just the quarterback position is a massive question mark with them bringing Baker over. So it's going to be interesting to see. Whether they throw all the chips in and try to make one last push for another Super Bowl, or they start to sell off some of these some of these guys who maybe are starting to age a little bit, but they still have value, so they're in a really interesting position.
1: It'd be pretty cool to see if Mike what Mike Evans would go for if he hit the uh, trade market.
0: Right, I mean, he's a pretty reasonable
1: contract too, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, he was the one I was thinking too with the trades obviously happening last year with AJ Brown and Hollywood Brown. He'd be an interesting guy. Uh, to move during the draft. Yeah. So, they'll, be, uh, they'll be a team to watch for sure. I'm on the clock here at pick 20 with Seattle, who took Jalen Carter with their first pick. I got them attacking the offensive side of the ball here. I got them taking Jordan Addison. I think this is a perfect player to pair with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Can play in the slot, can play outside. I feel like he has a pretty similar play style to Tyler Lockett as well, so a nice veteran for him to learn from. And then when Tyler Lockett moves on, he'll be ready to fill in for that number two role. But he's a damn good number three if you get him there. And for a team that's on the rise, just re-sign Geno, uh, they're in a really good spot, adding Jalen Carter and then Jordan Addison in the first round. All right, folks, let's move on. Uh, before we move on, let's recap the last ten picks. Uh, Pick 11 was Tennessee. They took Will Levis. At 12, the Houston Texans took Nolan Smith. 13, the New York Jets traded back with the Minnesota Vikings. They took Christian Gonzalez. New England at 14 took Paris Johnson Jr. 15, Green Bay Packers. They took Don Kincaid. 16 was the Washington Commanders. They took Joey Porter Jr. 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Broderick Jones At 18, the Detroit Lions traded with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills moving up for wide receiver one, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. At 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Darnell Wright. And then at 20, Seattle took Jordan Addison. We are now on to pick 22. 21 is forfeited from Miami. So, Dino, you are on the clock with the L.A. Chargers.
2: Yeah, uh, this pick is really, really easy in my opinion. They, they got some solid guys at wide receiver. I, I know that this is commonly a place that people uh, take wide receiver, and, and I would love to see a Zay Flowers here or even a Quentin Johnston. You know that I love those guys. But personally, this is Brian bercy out of Clemson, the D tackle. You know, last year, the middle of this Chargers defense was about as effective stopping the run as Strahan's teeth. Um, and uh... <laughs> Didn't he get a
0: veneers or something?
2: Yeah, well, fuck that, you know. <laughs> Wait, that's not Strayan. I don't even. I don't even recognize him as Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan has that that patented gap in those teeth. And baby, <laughs> this this that's the perfect representation and symb- dude symbolism for this defense. It was brutal. Last in the league in yards per yards per run, and by a pretty sure a healthy margin. I don't have it in front of me. Sorry, my bad, bad look for analytics, guys. But uh, here the Chargers get a hardworking young man, ton of pedigree. You know, he just had a rough year and a half or two years. But this guy's going to be very, very well-versed and going to be a guy who's very effective against the run out the gate, in my opinion, with a ton of upside in uh, in pass rushing ability, of course. So uh, get us some Brian Brissy. the tackle out of Clemson
0: like it yeah i think this is probably about where his range starts maybe in the late teens mm-hmm. but for a guy that was projected at the beginning of the year to go in the top five top 10 range i think i feel really comfortable around this 20 area taking brian Bracy. i think that's really good value for him all right right you are back on the clock with the baltimore ravens who just signed odell beckham so yeah. a, little, a little extra help yeah. for, uh, for lamar
1: yeah, yeah, and full disclosure, we we mocked this. I think we were supposed to record this over the weekend, so oh, this was before shoot. the Odell broke. But I still I think still, it I plays. Think still works. Yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, Zay Flowers. I think. Um, oh, I'm not. Oh my gosh, Lamar needs more help at receiver. He's if he's gonna come back. I still don't even know if, how that's gonna play out. But you got him, Odell. To help maybe ease ease them in and go get them Zay Flowers too. This team needs a little bit more juice, and when you have Odell and Zay, they can really do a lot after the uh with the ball in their hands to go with Bateman, who hasn't really been able to stay healthy, but he's a big receiver who uh, can be a possession guy too. So it gives them a really nice receiving core to go
2: along with Mark Andrews. So that that would be a full 180 for this wide receiver room, and yeah, could be something enticing for Lamar to want to stay in Baltimore for and be excited about for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to know even what are, what are his options right now? So if they're signing Odell, I feel like it's a, a step in the right direction for Baltimore, bringing him back. So I don't think they would have given Odell $18 million if they didn't think they had a shot at bringing him back. Oh, so, that, good point. All right, Going to be interesting. Ray, you are back on the clock here with the New York jets who traded back with the Minnesota Vikings at pick 24.
1: Yeah, so we recruited some more, uh, some future draft capital as well as a fourth round pick this year for the Jets. And I mean, one of my favorite offensive linemen in the class is still on the board. I'm going Joe Tittman for them. I think center is a bigger need at the moment immediately than tackle is right now. And I think it gives them a little bit of versatility too, where they can slide them to guard if need be. If things go wrong and you got to kick Elijah Vera Tucker outside, so it just gives them a little bit more flexibility. And I think he's a plug and play center who's perfect for this wide zone scheme. And just his mobility and everything, I think it just makes so much sense for the Jets. And I think he's, a, I think he'll end up being a first
2: round pick too. I know this. People may think this is a little high, but I'm obsessed with this guy. So, I think it's a little high for for the guy. Just for the part that the guy after him is just, a
1: well, pick. yeah, I'll, about that too. I'm putting Tipman as my interior offensive lineman number one at, in my
2: final rankings. So it's official. I, I, I pushed it out last week. I'm okay. not doing it again. Okay. Fair enough, right? Everyone, go watch the uh, go watch last app. By the way, great app. Talking about the, you know, you know, you're back on the
0: clock here. Pick yeah. twenty five with the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Yeah, for for the Jags. So on the surface, it might not seem like it is a need that they, they had a pretty they, they did a pretty solid job keeping, uh, keeping you know Golden Boy Trevor Lawrence upright uh, last year, and they were pretty solid about middle of the pack as far as running the football. So you might not think that they needed to go, uh, you know, O-line, especially interior. And, uh, but I think that this is just a steal. You know, where are we at right now? What pick? Pick number 25. And Osiris Torrance is on the board. Go grab him. You have a third, you know, you have a, Osiris Torrance, by the way, interior line from Florida. Guard number one, no doubt. Ray's, Ray's just having a little too much of his juice. I don't know what he's sipping on, but, um, I mean, you have Brennan Scherf, who they got last offseason. He's approaching 32 years old. You have a potential out next year for him. You know, this is a good guy you could bring in. He could compete with Ben Barch on the left guard side or even with Scherf, who's also, by the way, had some durability issues. Just get some O-line depth. And honestly, you're set up in the interior of this O-line. Osiris Torrance is a beast and and honestly is going to be, if you we look back and he makes it to and he's picked at 25, we'll consider it a steal.
0: Right. I don't hate this pick at all. I think from what you've seen for these really good teams, protecting the quarterback has been number one for a lot of them. I think corner is a big area of need for this team, and they pass on a good one, but Osiris Torrance is a damn good football player and will help them immediately for sure. Um, so 26 is the New York Giants. Ray, you are back on the clock here.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. The Giants, I mean, they've made the playoffs. They even won a game in the playoffs, but I think they have a lot of needs on this roster. I'm going Deontay Banks. Uh, I think this team needs a cornerback. They need cornerback help desperately. Wink repeatedly played seven DBs on the field at one time, and their cornerback room, besides Dory Jackson, it's kind of a ragtag group. So get someone who can play man- um sticky he's big he's physical he's very athletic uh I think it's a really I think it makes t- 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 too much sense and then some other picks I guess some other positions they could target wide receiver I know is a really popular one but they brought they, re- they re-signed Darius Slayton they brought in Paris Campbell Jameson Crowder like just proven veterans and then also Darren Waller too so I think it kind of gives them the flexibility where they don't need to reach here I think they can wait on day two to add some more talent to the position
0: I feel Deontay Banks here. Think it's a really good value. Think he probably goes ahead of this spot, but think this best player available, honestly, at at the moment right now too. So love that for the New York Giants at twenty six. I'm on the clock here at pick twenty seven for Dallas. This is uh, this was an interesting one for me because I was trying to get into the mind of a player, owner, coach Jerry Jones.
2: He's so Jackie Moon. He he is so Jackie Moon. I could see him lining up. (laughs) Like a preseason
0: game. But Jerry loves his shiny toys, man. When when we all think Jerry's going to zig, he zags with some of his draft (laughs) stuff. So I got them taking Jameer Gibbs here. I think offensive line, defensive line, getting younger in the secondary is, is a big need for this team but he loves his shiny toys, man. And a backfield of Gibbs and Pollard is just so fun, so versatile. You can have them both on the field at the same time as running backs and as wide receivers. Both are very good out of the slot. Pollard on the franchise tag this year as well, and he's coming off of an injury. So look to bring in another running back to pair with him. I think this is really fun. Maybe it's not the biggest need for this team, but – this is a fun pick, honestly, for, for this Cowboys offense.
2: Yeah, and Zeke's gone.
0: Zeke's right. gone. Ray hates this.
2: Yeah, I don't think it makes much sense, but you like, <laughs> <I laughs> like that fun. Ray fucking hates fun. Ray hates fun. And, and I, I hate consistently in this industry, and I love saying that because we're a part of that industry, but anyway, <laughs> I hate seeing mocks that are so goddamn motherfucking similar. When it comes to draft night, nothing looks anything close past usually like the first maybe like five to seven picks like everyone has it. There's always there's always like five to to eight guys that are just out of nowhere, out of the blue to teams that don't make a ton of sense. Uh, This this one, this one would fall in that wheelhouse and would be fun to see.
0: Right. In a draft with
2: with not a lot
0: of talent at the top either. You never know. Yeah. Or not. Jameer Gibbs the premium talent in this draft. Think
2: of think of the people and, and I know a lot of a lot of players and prospects they surge along the draft process and we have a lot sneak into the first. There's been a lot more than I think usual that are kind of sneaking in, falling out, sneaking. It's it's very uh it's been a lot of ebbs and flows. Right. So Dino, you are
0: on the clock here with the Detroit Lions who traded back with the Buffalo Bills. What's Detroit doing here?
2: Detroit is going nuts. They're going to trade back again. They trade back with the Kansas City Chiefs, with Ray. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming up. They are giving up a third rounder this year, number 95, to move up four draft draft picks to 28. And, uh, Ray, take the reins. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, Quentin Johnston here. I think they lost Juju
1: uh, in free agency. I think yeah, got give Patrick Mahomes another toy to play with. Uh, he's got size, he's got speed to stretch the field, dynamic after the catch. So, I mean, I don't know how well he's going to be translating to the NFL. Lately, I've just been, he's been kind of uh, sliding on me. But that being said, this is a good value pick here in the back, back end of the round one. So go get Patrick Mahomes a toy and just keep that offense going. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I'm not even sure who's in this wide receiver room right now outside of Sky Moore. Yeah,
1: Sky it's Moore, pretty, Kadarius Toney, MVS.
0: It's pretty it's pretty brutal. So I don't hate this move up at all to go get a wide receiver who has a lot of upside in the in this draft among these guys. So Gwen Johnson going twenty-eight to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ray, you are back on the clock here, pick twenty nine with the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, so the Bengals offense has been one of the best in the league over the past few years. I know tight ends are very uh, popular pick for this team and it is It is a need, but this tight end class is so deep. I want to go get them some help on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going out of Tommy, Wa at a Barre uh, from Northwestern it gives him some juice of pass rushing inside. He can play outside too. And just, you, they have to get after the quarterback to win in this um, in the playoffs. The, Mahomes had way too much time in that playoff game. So you pair him with Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, uh, and then just gives them a lot more. I think their defensive tackles right now are more like run stuffers, and they're good players, but give them some juice and explosion on the inside too. Third down is going to be a nightmare to block for this this
2: team. Right. Yo, know, I hate to do this because fuck Ray, but I have to give him props. I don't think his parents pronounce his name that good, and Ray just said it perfectly. <laughs> What the fuck, actually? It's all about, it's all about the reps, Dean. <laughs> that was actually wild. You're you're in this industry now, Dean. Get the, get the reps in. Let's go. Oh, dude, I can't. I can't pronounce names. We actually talked about this earlier today. All right. Sorry Sorry to stop you there, Sauce. Uh, no worries. No berries. Saints. I'm, not, uh, yeah, I'm
0: on the clock here. Pick 30 with the New Orleans Saints. I got them taking Miles Murphy. I think this is really good value with Murphy falling. He went 10 in our last mock to the Eagles, and I think – Honestly, this could be his his range, just a massive, massive range for him at ten now at thirty. But I think this is really good value for him. You play him on the opposite side of Cam Jordan, and he's got all the tools to be a really good pass rusher in this league and a really productive edge. So I like that they need some more juice off the edge. So Miles Murphy here, pick thirty for the New Orleans Saints. This yeah, is
1: this is the type of player they love too. Just he got all the tools. Massive size, too, kind of reminds me of Cam Jordan a little bit in the build he has, too. So, just make that makes a lot of sense. I like
2: this pick,
0: right? So, Dino, you are on the clock with the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 31, who took Bijan Robinson with their first pick. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so they got Bijan, they got the fun one, but now we got to get a little bit more serious and this D line was obviously a a ginormous strength for this team and getting to the quarterback. They they led the league with 70 sacks, but they lost a few guys. Guys are starting to age on that D-line, most notably, you know, Brandon Graham, who's now about 34 years old, which is goddamn. God bless him, by the way. And uh, they they need to get more depth there and they need to bolster that strength because that strength is what carried them most of the way. Obviously, they had, you know, sublime play, you know, throughout the whole team almost across the board, but this it's undoubtedly true that this D line was just was the most important driving factor for them making a very compelling Super Bowl run and almost winning it all. So uh, for now, I'm going to take Will McDonald the fourth, edge rusher, and honestly get them a guy who's explosive and had a a ton of production in college. I think he had yeah 27 sacks, 35 and a half tackles for loss. by the way, out of Iowa State, and uh I think I like this pick a lot for them. Right. Yeah. Don't hate it at all. They
0: need some they need some more guys in in this rotation.
2: Yeah, he'll be in that rotation from day one. It, probably like a thirty thirty percent snap guy. It, actually that's probably high. Like twenty five percent snap guy out the gate.
1: Yeah, he can he can eventually take over for Son
2: Reddick too, once he uh decides yeah. to walk, I feel like. Right. Robert right. Quinn's probably gonna be gone. So yeah. They need guys. So, Will McDowell, the fourth.
0: All right, Dino, round us out here. You're back on the clock at pick 32 with the Detroit Lions, who traded back twice. Yup. They took Tyree Wilson with their first pick at pick six.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. I I fucking love this. It ended up working out perfect. This is is Brad Holmes, the GM of Detroit, on the morning of April 27th with his cup of coffee, writing down on a post-it note, Keanu Benton, no matter what. If anyone doesn't know... (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen draft day before kevin costner uh does that exact same thing and uh, god i love this they go back they get a ton of draft capital and they still get their guy up the middle of that defense that they desperately need this this guy is perfect he's a huge my guy and honestly i I think dan campbell is uh, that's kind of why i think that this is very likely that he will be a Detroit Lion, however they posture it. But if this ends up being the case, a Cannell Benton would be really, really cool to see. And I really wanted to make sure he got into the first round because in my eyes, I think he's a first rounder back end, of course, but he's definitely a my guy for sure. Good stuff, fellas. Let's run through the draft
0: all the way through at pick one for Carolina. They took Bryce Young. Houston, at number two, they took C.J. Stroud. Three was the Arizona Cardinals. They took Will Anderson. Four, the Indianapolis Colts took Anthony Richardson. Five, Seattle, first of their two picks. They took Jalen Carter. Six, Detroit, the first of their two picks. They took Tyree Wilson. Seven, Las Vegas took Devon Witherspoon. At eight, the Atlanta Falcons took Lucas Van Ness. At nine, Chicago took Peter Skaronski. Ten, Philadelphia Eagles, the first of their two picks, took Bijan Robinson. At 11, the Tennessee Titans took Will Levis. The slide fell a little bit, but going 11 to Tennessee. At 12, Houston, with the second of their two picks, took Nolan Smith. At 13, the Minnesota Vikings traded up for Christian Gonzalez. At 14, New England took Paris Johnson, Jr. At 15, the Green Bay Packers took Dalton Kincaid, first tight end off the board. At 16, Washington took Joey Porter, Jr., At 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Broderick Jones. At 18, Buffalo traded up with the Detroit Lions for the first wide receiver off the board, Jackson Smith and Jigba. 19 was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They took Darnell Wright. At 20, Seattle took Jordan Addison. 22, we're skipping over Miami. 22, the L.A. Chargers took Brian Bersie. 23, the Baltimore Ravens added to their wide receiver room with Zay Flowers. 24 is where the Jets fell with their trade with Minnesota. They took uh, first, interior offensive lineman Joe Tipman. 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars took Osiris Torrance. 26, the New York Giants took Deontay Banks. 27, the Dallas Cowboys took Jameer Gibbs. 28 was originally to Detroit. They traded back again with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs moving up for Quentin Johnson. 29, Cincinnati took Adedemwa Adebware. 30 was the New Orleans Saints. They took Miles Murphy. At 31, Philadelphia with the second of their two picks took Will McDonald. And then at 32, Detroit finally making their second pick took Keanu Benton. A few guys that were in our last mock that did not make this first round, Brian Branch, Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Kalijah Kansi, and Dewan Jones all falling out of the first round in mock 5.0. Fellas, how are we feeling about this mock?
2: I just like favorite one. mock out of all of them.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of interesting things that could happen, especially with one of the quarterbacks sliding and a team not moving up because they don't want to get the fourth or the third quarterback in this draft. So really interesting with the Arizona holding at three, two running backs in this mock, which we haven't seen before, and a couple of premium players like Branch and I think Mayer who are – Maybe Branch less than mayor, but uh, guys who I think are set for the first round, not making it in in this mock. Mm -hmm. Anybody want to give uh, some picks that they like, picks they didn't like?
1: Jameer Gibbs is is the easy one. It's just staring at me. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Uh, Let's see. I love Roger Jones, the Pittsburgh, though. He seems like such a stealer. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't. I don't want to toot my own horn, but Minnesota trading off for Christian Gonzalez, I think, was the move of the draft. I think it's going to really help their help their roster and hopefully give them a shot to win the NFC. I
1: don't want to toot my own horn and proceed to toot his own horn. Nice.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my favorite pick of this is definitely going to be Deontay Banks to the G-Men at twenty six, early, early, early. One of the one of our first actual episodes going into the draft process uh following the uh college football season. I we actually did a team fit episode and my team fit was Deontay Banks to the G Men, which I highlighted Flawlessly and Ray, of course, was like, Oh, he's not gonna be a first rounder. That's ridiculous. And uh now he's not even probably going to make it to this pick. So I just wanted to point that out. I don't and, remember saying that. Show me the clip and I'll fucking admit to it. Oh, the <laughs> clip's there, bro. It's happened. I because I've been on I've been on Tay Banks from the jump ski. So I, I just wanted that to be known. You guys know that. So um yeah, that's about it.
0: All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our mock 5.0. Stay with us. We got a lot of good stuff leading up to the draft in just a couple of weeks. We got linebacker rankings coming up this week. We also have the safeties, the running backs coming up. We got a My Guys episode. And we are also about to hit our 100th episode in just two or three. We got to look back at the tape. But just want to say thank you to all the fans who continue to listen and uh, subscribe. As always, we we really appreciate. It. We love doing it for you guys. So 100 episodes, we never thought we'd make it here, but fellas, we did it. Friday. Yeah. Wait, today's 100. No, we're like two or three away.
2: Oh, let's fucking go. We're getting there. Yeah. No, and honestly, I mean the the, the support has been amazing. So I'm very I'm very excited for 100.
0: Right. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season, fellas. Appreciate you.